It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, welcome in on a Tuesday. Glad to be back. We were here yesterday. Were you here? Were you working? No. (laughs) President's Day, maybe you took the long weekend. Hey, we're glad. We're ready on a Tuesday. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. South Dakota Sports Talk Show is live only on Fox Sports Rapid City. A lot of ways you can listen or watch, though. Bring us up on 1067 FM, 1150 AM radio stuff here right in the Black Hills. Also, stream us anywhere. FoxSportsRapidCity.com, Fox okay? FoxSportsRapidCity.com. Live stream is there. Hang on a second. I got a little trouble with the audio. I think we're going to be okay. All right. Should be good. All right. Uh, remember, Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. You can watch us there, at Nate Brown Show. We're live 4 to 6 on Twitter and YouTube right now, The Nate Brown Show. Search for the uh, YouTube channel, and you've got us, The Nate Brown Show, on YouTube. So here we go. South Dakota Sports Talk Show ready, brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care, where me and my family go when we are feeling sick, when you need care to get better quicker, that's the place. Two locations in Rapid City, Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. Black Hills Urgent Care open seven days a week. No appointment needed, but really easy to schedule on your phone. Before you go, you don't want to wait around the lobby or anything, bhucare.com. Remember, if you start feeling sick, especially this time of year, a lot of stuff out there, get there, bhucare.com. Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Tuesday's show looks great. we got some high school hoops to discuss. We have Zach Stevens. He'll join us live from Denver talking Broncos, the DNVR.com reporter for the Broncos. Zach Stevens on tap. A lot to discuss there. It's franchise tag day, so you can uh, franchise tag players. There's people throwing out wild scenarios for the Broncos. So I'm going to get to all that with Zach Stevens straight ahead. Uh, Mike McFeely is going to pop in. Inforum.com columnist from Fargo, North Dakota. We'll discuss a lot of stuff, mainly uh, Summit League hoops. What would happen to the Summit League automatic bid if they change the NCAA tournament at all? Mike McFeely on the way. Uh, College football national writer John Bryce is on tap tonight. Big headline out of college football today. We'll get to that with him. Footballscoop.com national writer John Bryce. Then on the high school side, uh, Eric Denning is a longtime Mount Vernon Plankinton head boys basketball coach. Why do I have Eric on tonight? Well, he wrote a call to actions, uh, essentially, for high school sports here in this state. He wrote a call to action, and it fits in perfectly with actually what I'm going to discuss tonight on this show about high school basketball and just just what I've been seeing. And Eric Denning had a big piece on this. He's been at Mount Vernon Plankinton over 20 years. So so he's he's been there and done that. He's written a call to action about what we need to do for high school sports here in the state. We'll get to that from a fan side. And Chris Stabner is going to join us live. Rapid City Stevens boys basketball winding down regular season hoops this weekend. Sioux Falls, Washington and Sioux Falls, Lincoln coming into town. Chris Stabner and the Raider boys right in the mix. I think they have a they're they're in good position to make the state double-A tournament and that Sodak 16 scenario. Chris Stabner winding down the regular season this weekend with Washington and Lincoln coming to town. 
he'll be joining us live. The Nate Brown Show accepting your calls. As always, you can join us. 720-1067 is our number. 720-1067. You've got us there. Studio line ready. And the Barron's Wilson text line. If you want to text the show, uh, feel free. 720-1067. Same number. Direct text the show. 720-1067. Okay. So yesterday... I started the show by talking about how fun I thought it would be last night for this big high school basketball matchup that's never happened, uh, Central and St. Thomas More. And I've been a, you know, you could maybe call me more of a passionate basketball fan than most. Maybe you could call me that. So I'm trying to be a realist here. I'm trying to get in the minds of casual fans that, Maybe they don't care as much. They, they didn't have a connection to Central or STM or, or wherever. I'm trying to get into the mind of folks that are like, I, I don't know if this high school basketball matchup's that big of a thing. So I'm trying to get into that mindset. But yesterday I thought Central hosting St. Thomas More for the first time was going to be really great. I think it's going to be something you could build on. I think the budgets for both schools, you could save money, and then you could make money if you play these games. These games, if you don't know the background, they've never been played at the varsity level. Yeah, they'll play some sub-varsity stuff. The, the varsity teams will even play in the summer league. So they see each other in the summer, but as far as high school regular season basketball, Central Stevens hasn't played STM or Rapid City Christian for that matter. And so I think, I think there's some new energy there, some new thoughts. Maybe we should do this instead of going East River and all these teams are traveling when we could play right here in town. So last night was the opportunity, and I thought Central St. Thomas More boys basketball was going to be great. I didn't know how it would turn out. Uh, STM ended up winning big, 49-23. to Okay, so if you missed it, 49 to 23. And I say if you missed it because this is where I'm going. I'm looking and the support for that game, watching the game, was not there. So so this is all going to tie into the Tuesday show with Eric Denning, who's a longtime boys basketball coach, Mount Vernon Plankington. He, he wrote about this, and that's why I'm having him on. And then it came to fruition last night. I've been talking on the show how I don't think students go to the games as much, right? So I don't think student bodies go to support the basketball games or whatever games, football, anything, as much as they used to. That's, that's what I've been saying, and I said, why is that? Well, let me tell you. I've also now realized, I mean, you got Central St. Thomas More for the first time ever. I think you're going to have a pretty good crowd there last night. There wasn't a big crowd at all. There wasn't a big crowd at all. Now, before everybody says, well, that's just a, it's, it's a one-off. Here's all the excuses. I'll, I'll run through them for you. That was President's Day. President's Day, kids were out of school, nobody talking about it. You know, people off work. It's a Monday night President's Day. Ah, kind of a tough one. It was just a fill-in game. Nobody really you know, cared as much about it. Okay, there, there's there's a little bit of that excuse. If that thing's on a Friday night or Saturday night, is Central and St. Thomas more bigger crowd last night? But I think there's something a little bit more to this. Now, what what else is there? 
More excuses. Central St. Thomas more last night. Not a big crowd. I'm just pointing that out. I think you could make this into a big thing every year. And I think high school basketball fans would show up to it. But now I've, I've said that. I'm not so sure. And there's got to be more of a factor to why couldn't you get it? Well, maybe the crowd wasn't there for Central's had a tough year. That's, that's legitimate, right? I mean, if Central's ranked number one, number two, if Central's rocking and rolling, they're going to take down STM. Probably going to be more interest. And I know that because I've covered Rapid City Central games a long time. I've covered Central games over the years. They had a great team. Uh, how many years ago was that? They had TJ Hayes' son and Caleb Walton Bland and some of these guys. They were number one ranked team. That Central team got some crowds. There were some big crowds. So the record and some of that plays into it. It does. So you had the President's Day, the, the Monday night instead of the weekend. A fill-in game. Um, Central's record's not as good. STM's record's not as good as they have been. Last excuse. How about this one? And I think this is a little bit legitimate. We talked about the game. I pumped this up as much as we could on Fox Sports Rapid City, but I do believe the lack of promotion and coverage in our local media, I do believe that plays a factor. I don't know if anybody hardly outside of Fox Sports Rapid City or the Central STM crowd fan base really knew that there was Central and St. Thomas More playing. I didn't see any preview articles. I didn't see any preview stories, TV, anything like this. We promoted we were going to do it. We put a promo together. We said, hey, I've been talking about it. I had the coaches on. Hollenbeck joined me yesterday. TJ Hay joined me. I'm trying to do that side of it. We're not the end-all, be-all, but I do believe a lack of exposure media coverage also was like, wait, Central played STM? So, so... All of those factors probably come into play. Let me just say, I was surprised with a first-time matchup, varsity level, STM Central, double-A versus A, in-town rivalry that could develop into something. I was surprised at the lack of crowd, and I do want to get to my final um, excuse. I call these excuses. I want to get to my final excuse. How much has the video live streams affected not the student uh, attendance, not that students aren't going to the games. We've talked about blaming the younger generation. Oh, yeah, us old guys, we like doing that. All oh, the young kids, they're technology and phones, and, and they got all these other activities. They're not going to the games. How much does the well-produced video element, we got live streams of all these games now, I've been covering games over 20 years. I remember the time where we used to have five radio stations at a game. Just radio stations broadcasting. So you could hear the game. You could follow the game. Those places were still packed. I've been at Sturgis Brown High School where that place was packed. Central, packed. Stevens, they had to open up the sides finally. They had to take down the tarp. Um, and they opened up the whole Carroll Hire Gymnasium. That place was rocking. I've been at those places where it is packed. Even with radio stations 20 years ago covering, hey, you could still listen to the game. I wanted to, I, I remember times where you couldn't let any more people into the Spearfish gym back in the day with Matt Martin and some of these guys. 
You remember these names. Matt Martin's a South Dakota Hall of Famer now. South Dakota Basketball Hall of Fame. Um, they wouldn't let anybody into the Spearfish Gym anymore. And so I, I understand you got to win, you got to be good, you got to be exciting. That That's a part of it. How much has the video live streams actually impacted adults going to the game? When on a Monday night, let's see, well, I've, I've got this activity, I've got this going. But you can bring up the stream, you can watch it. It's not like you can't see it. And so you can watch it, you can check in on it. Oh, okay, Central's down. All right, I'm watching this a little bit. Yeah, it's good coverage. And by the way, we cover these games on the radio to provide a service for people that can't make games. So so I get it. I'm not killing the live stream things. It's been good for fans that, hey, I'm going to watch this game because I have to work, and now I get to watch it, and my son or daughter's playing out in Sioux Falls, and I still get to watch these live streams. Maybe I'm elderly. I can't make it out to the games like I used to. I get to watch a lot. These are all, the live stream is an element that has added to fans being able to watch. But it has taken away, I think, from the live in-game attendance. I believe that. I don't have any proof. I can't say, well, this many people watched the live stream last night. That's why they didn't go to the Central STM game. I already went through a list of other things that you could say. No promotion of it. It's a President's Day fill-in game. Nobody really had an idea about it. I, I think all of that comes into play. Central has struggled. All of that stuff. But I'm just looking across the board. Do we have as many fans going to games live when we can bring it up right there on the live stream? I can watch it. Football, basketball, volleyball, soccer. I can watch the whole thing on the live stream, and it's good coverage. It's not bad. The production of these has been a pretty high level. Some of these uh, schools that just signed up with the national company, it's not so good. But a lot of schools now have signed up with the South Dakota company, uh, quality production. And I believe the live stream has an effect. Let me ask that question of the day. I'm, I'm just uh, looking at it from a standpoint of last night. Central STM. Small crowd considering how I thought it would be a pretty fun atmosphere and a pretty fun game. And I hope people don't take away from that last night of, oh boy, STM won by 26, and nobody really came to watch it. Uh, should we do this? This could still be good. Maybe I'm living in La La Land, but I think a Rapid City Classic could be outstanding. Why do I say that? Let's go back. Stevens and STM played in girls basketball. You remember this? Just a few years ago. I can't remember the exact year. They played a couple of times. I know the first time they played, Stevens hosted STM. It was really good coverage, really good fan attendance. So, so it's one of those things that I think these can work. I think a Rapid City Classic, Christian, STM, Central, Stevens would be really good. Can the, does the live stream take away from fans wanting to go to the game? I have to say it does. That's just my read on it. I really do. Um, Stevens and STM had a, again, that was girls. Stevens, STM, they had an ice crowd. So, so maybe you can't blame the live stream totally. There's other factors. I get it. But uh, Eric, Eric Denning, by the way, he's the uh, Mount Vernon and Plankinton coach. Okay, 
and Eric Denning has said he believes people are not coming to the games, even in small town Mount Vernon, Plankinton. That's small town. So some people like saying, well, Rapid City is, you know, it's all spread out. There's no real allegiance here, Stevens and Central and stuff like that. How about small town America, Mount Vernon, Plankinton? He's been there over 20 years. He said the crowds have dwindled, and he does believe it's because live streaming has added that element. Well, I, I don't have to go to the game. That's my question of the day. Let's throw it out there on the Nate Brown Show tonight. Central St. Thomas Moore last night. Not, not a great crowd. I was disappointed. I was disappointed. And you can't, you can't say, well... Oh, I'm going to guilt people into going to this. No, I, I think a Rapid City Classic would still be successful. Teams have to be, I get it, pretty competitive, but you got to promote it. you got to market it. you got to talk about it. And I didn't hear anybody talking about it. I really didn't. Uh, do you believe the prevalence of live streams has hurt attendance at high school games? Think about this. I hear from all the time. I don't like going to NFL games live. I'm watching it. Better product on TV. I hear that a lot. I was told when I went to the Broncos Chiefs game, why would you go to that game? You could just watch it better on TV. There's nothing like going to the game. Nothing like going to the game. That's where I'm coming from. I've got buddies of mine that say, I just really don't like going to games. I got one buddy that doesn't like going to games. Rather watch it in the room. Um... And that whole thing. Then I got one buddy loves going to games. The atmosphere, the live experience, the whole thing. I think high school kids, our technology has allowed the high school games to not be as rowdy and raucous as I once attended 15, 20 years ago. Started doing games, well, it's over 20 years ago now. There's some great atmospheres. With a video live stream, do you just pull out how many people... Hundreds? A couple hundred? What? What is it? I think it has an impact. Um, let's see. Same story here. Listener text coming in, and I think this is accurate. What about the state tournaments? Does having them on TV have an impact? And I think it has. People have talked about state tournament attendance. Has that gone down? It, it seems to be the case. And it's great coverage by SDPB, South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Really professional coverage. I mean, this is a trend that's going on, I think, high school to college. You got USD out here. Their games are on Midco, right? You can watch a lot of their games on Midco. Does that hurt people saying, hey, I'm not going to, I'm absolutely not going to drive down from Sioux Falls to go and watch USD when I can just watch it on Midco? Um, let's see. What about the state? Yeah. So I think the state tournaments, um, crowds, have they been affected by the SDPB coverage? I believe that. I really do. Now, you're not going to get that many people to go to Sioux Falls for a state tournament from here, unless you're a parent, you're connected to a player. So, so I get it. The state tournaments are, are tough. But what if there's Sioux Falls teams in a state championship in Sioux Falls? Is that place packed? Or is that uh, SDPB TV and maybe we don't get as many fans anymore? That's the issue. Um, let's see here. Listener text, younger generation consumes sports a different way. I wonder how many people watch the streaming side of things. 
Yeah, so I love going to games. I rarely watch live streams. I do have to tell you. Now, I'm listening to our radio broadcast, okay? <laughs> I'm listening to that for obvious reasons. But I rarely watch video streams. I rarely watch it. However, parents or grandparents or, you know, it used to be a tool that, well, people that can't go to the game absolutely can't go can now watch. Positive thing. So the positives are there. I think there's negatives to the live game experience for our high school kids. Um, let's see. Listener text. I can personally stay home. Many times I would normally would have went to a game, but now I can watch it on the live stream for free. I like the live stream, but let's make it a paid subscription. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. Uh, listener text. Um, hang on a second. We're spoiled for choice of entertainment. It used to be we didn't have anything better to do than go to games. Our devices have taken over our lives. Is that interesting? Even for adults. We want to stay at home and watch a binge watch uh, like Ozark on Netflix. <laughs> Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. What do you say? So I, I'm kind of the weird half and half generation. I just start. I just turned 38 this weekend. Okay. And, Happy birthday, um, by the way. All right. Well, thank you. But um, I pre like when I was in high school. It was that was what we did. We went to games. We went to hockey games. We went to wrestling matches. We, that was what we did because like TV was not what it is now. We didn't have streaming services. The internet was just starting. Like that was that was what you do. Like what you do to go hang out, have okay. fun. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. In anymore. Um, yeah. Like TV, internet, whatever. You can. We're spoiled for choice, man. Okay. So too many distractions. I can just. There's a lot of things I can do, not have to go to a game with friends. Yeah, exactly. And then also, I, I think really what it boils down to anymore is it's parents and anybody who's connected to the players. And then that seems like what it is, honestly. Kids that have a ton of school spirit. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about it. I used to yeah. go to games, McJudge or said I used to go to games. There was more than parents and grandparents and people connected to the players, there was way yeah. more. Yeah, that's what it is anymore, though. Like, and even like you say for um, football games and whatever, it's a lot of corporations buy tickets for people to go. Like, I, 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 they're season ticket holders. Obviously, places like Green Bay that have phenomenal fan bases and stuff that love to go to games. But yeah, it like it's way better to just chill out in your living room and have a tailgate party <laughs> All than right. go spend $500 on a game. I got you. Thanks, buddy. Good to hear from have you. I appreciate it. Um, so I'm going to spend money um, going – I mean, I don't mind spending money going to high school games. Like, um, I've been to numerous high school games this year from freshman to varsity. Took my fifth-grade basketball team to a varsity game. I think that's great. I think it's great. Um, but I understand – I think the live streams are impacting. It's not, it's not the killer – but I think our fan base has shrunk at big games like last night. I went through a list of reasons maybe why they didn't have a good crowd. STM, Rapid City Central. That should have been a good crowd. That should have been a good crowd. And it wasn't. Thanks for calling. You're live and you go ahead. I'll make it quick. I think youth sports is killing it. 
Oh, really? I, well, my, you know, my um, kids had practice last night. Yes, uh, yes. So you can't, you just can't go anymore. I mean, I don't know if you sports 20 years ago was as big as it was. So now everybody's practicing everything now in the in the evenings with these kids. I will say don't... Monday nights, yeah, that hurt it last night. I will say that. Is that a bigger crowd on a Friday? Or are we at a youth sport basketball tournament? We're at a youth sport basketball tournament. <laughs> So now it's just parents? We may not be there Friday, but we know we're going to be there Saturday and Sunday, so Friday we got to do something else because we're going to be busy over the weekend. That's interesting. I do. uh, Somebody said that. They said, hey, I'm busy with my own kids. Somebody said that. And every day there seems to be something going on with these the the younger kids now. I got you, man. That's just my thought. I got you. I know that. Um, That is the case. We just had somebody here on Twitter. What did he say? Uh, I want to find this stuff here. Uh, hang on, Nate Brown Show question of the day. Has the video live streams hurt attendance at high school games? Um, I can't find it here. There's a bunch coming in. But he said, we don't go to a lot of games anymore. I have younger kids. We're doing activities. It gets kind of late. They're doubleheader games. He goes, so I'm watching the live stream. He goes, and then when my kids get into high school, then we'll go to the games. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's is, Has it become parents, family, Friends, is that it? Actually going to the game. Because if I'm kind of interested, I can now watch it on my phone on the live stream. If I'm kind of interested, I can do that. If I was kind of interested 15 years ago, I could not do that. I had to listen to Nate Brown do the play-by-play. Unbelievable. And now I got video. I'm right here. I think the live stream's a big impact there is various factors in the way. I was disappointed last night. I thought that place would be rocking and rolling. I know there's it's, it's Monday night. Central struggled. No promotion at all. Zero. We talked about it. Had the coaches on. Said it was coming. It was coming. It was good. That's it. I didn't see anything about it. Um, that's all part of the game. We'll talk more about this. Eric Dennings, the Mount Vernon Plankinton head boys basketball coach. He really believes even in small town. He had a great program, has had packed crowds, and he says now, not the case. He wrote a call to action why we should change it up a little bit for high school sports. We'll talk to him later on. Jump back into the NFL as we start this Tuesday. Uh, Let's update this really quick. Poll question of the day. Has live stream impacted the attendance at your high school games? Wow, it's close. 51% no, not really. 49% 49% yes, big time impact from the live streams. All right. Zach Stevens in next. Broncos writer for the DNVR live from Denver. Will the Broncos actually do what people say they might do? That's next. Live callers, big time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. If you love sports and excellent food, there's a new sports bar in Deadwood that has it all. Come try the all-new Boston's Pizza Restaurant and Sports Bar at Deadwood Gulch Gaming Resort. Boston's is serving up fan favorites with great burgers, pasta, wings, and gourmet pizza. Plus, they have a new $12 lunch lineup. They're open 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week, serving lunch and dinner. When you're in Deadwood, come and watch the big game at the new Boston's Restaurant and Sports Bar at Deadwood Gulch Gaming Resort. 
From compact cars to 18-wheelers, pickups to payloaders, Pops Tire Service has brand-name tires for what you drive. As one of the largest tire dealers in the Midwest, Pops buys more, you save more. Brands like Goodyear, Michelin, Hankook, and Firestone, all priced for less. Pops has your service covered with brakes, wheel alignments, factory maintenance, shocks, and struts. Visit PopsTire.com for current promotions and a location near you. We're in your neighborhood. Pops, we know tires and service. You should know Pops. PopsTire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly cloudy skies expected tonight with lows around 31. Winds out of the west 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 55. Tomorrow, cloudy skies expected. Lows level off around 32. Tomorrow night, clear skies Thursday with daytime highs approaching 52. 53 Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 52 degrees. Just when you thought the deals couldn't get better, they got better at Spearfish GMC. New GMC Sierra 1500 models up to 6000 cash back with qualified trade-in. Or, just announced, 2.9 APR for 72 months on select new Sierras. Not 36, 48, or 60. It's 2.9 for 72 months. Now that's an offer you can't refuse. See Spearfish GMC Cadillac online at spearfishmotors.com. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome back in. South Dakota Sports Talk Show back on a Tuesday. Glad you're here. Fox Sports Rapid City, your home for local play-by-play of high school sports. See, what's great about that, you can go to the game. You can listen on the radio. I love those guys that used to do that. I'd be up there broadcasting the game 15 years ago, and the guy would walk in with the headset, and he'd be listening to the play-by-play. You'd you'd bring your A-game in. What content can you give him? He's at the game. Did you do your research? Are you covering it appropriately? Are you giving him some stories? The good old days. We still carry live play-by-play of high school games. Just in case you didn't know that, we were there Central St. Thomas Moore last night, but the crowds have dwindled. There's no doubt. A discussion we'll have later on. Hang on. The Nate Brown Show live with Zach Stevens. Broncos writer, thednvr.com. Find him on Twitter X at Zach Stevens DNVR. Great follow Bronco fans. Zach, good to have you back. How are you? Nate, great. Just uh, enjoying kind of the, the downtime in Broncos country before things pick up, and things might pick up sooner than people expect. Is that right? Okay. Um, let's get into some of this some of this stuff. First is the Russell Wilson thing. They're all his house. They're taking offers. That that's a real thing, right? Uh, he's taking offers on his house. So why don't we just say Russell's going to be going? Uh, when are we going to find out? Yeah, and that is a real thing. He is taking offers on his house, and the Broncos have less than a month 
to make this official and actually make this decision and release Russ because they have until March 17th in order to release him. If he's still on the roster March 17th, what happens, Nate, is his 2025 salary becomes guaranteed. So the Broncos are on the hook for 2024, his $39 million regardless of if he's on the team this year, if he's not. But if he's on the team of March 17th this year, his 2025 salary of $37 million becomes guaranteed. So if he's going to be on the team this year, uh, then he'll, he'll get that guaranteed money in 2025. But if they're going to move on from him, they will absolutely do it before that deadline. So that's really the deadline the Broncos have now. It gives them a little bit of wiggle room. If they think Russell Wilson could be an option for them, but he's like their fifth option, well, they have the next month to see if they can trade up in the draft to get a drafted quarterback that they want. They also have the first four days of free agency to see if they could land another quarterback in free agency. And then if they are able to, they move on from Russ before March 17th. If they're not, maybe Russ is an option, but he's clearly not option 1A uh, and probably not option 2 or 3 for them either. If Russell Wilson would have made some adjustments with his injury guarantee. That was the discussion after the Kansas City Chiefs win. Um, Broncos beat the Chiefs. I was at that game. What a, what a great game. They went and talked during the bye week. If he would have made some adjustments there, do you think Sean Payton and the Broncos would have stuck with him? I, I still have my doubts. Yeah, I, I don't think it was all about that injury guarantee. Of course, that does play a role into it a little bit, but Sean Payton was never sold on Russell Wilson when he took this job. In fact, Nate, the first time that Sean Payton came out in defense of Russell Wilson, like he took the job at the end of January. The first time he came out and really backed him was that bombshell article right before the season started during training camp. So it took him, you know, seven, eight months to really come out and, and have Russell Wilson's back and say that I believe in him as my quarterback. So that just shows you how Sean viewed Russ coming into this job. And then the season, the 26 touchdowns, eight interceptions is great, but Sean Payton takes the credit for that. He was not pleased. He thought he could have got more from a quarterback if they played to his style. And he really liked Jared Stidham over Russ. And that just kind of shows you it's Jared Stidham. It's a $5 million quarterback. They signed him for two years, $10 million. uh, And that guy, should really never be overtaking a $50 million quarterback in Russ. So Sean just does not view Russ as being the guy that can run his offense, and he thinks his offense is great because of what it was able to do for 15 years in New Orleans. Do you believe there was also a personality conflict? I know guys don't always get along, but I looked at them, and Sean Payton keeps saying, we have a great relationship. I'm not buying it. How much of a conflict there outside of the play? Yeah, I mean, it, it, they just aren't similar personalities at all. And like you said, Nate, you don't have to have the exact same personalities in order to succeed. But these two guys were about as different as you can be when it comes to uh, to people. And then when it's the quarterback-play-caller relationship, uh, that is very important. And you do have to be on similar playing fields. I think they had a good enough relationship where if the team was really succeeding, then they would have been able to, to succeed 
together. But when things aren't going well, uh, especially with Russ being 35 years old and the Broncos wanting to, uh, and, and Sean Payton wanting to look to the future, Russ just, for so many reasons, personality being one of them, that does not mesh, and, and it doesn't go together for the long term. Zach Stevens on tonight, the DNVR.com Broncos writer. Find him on Twitter, X, at Zach Stevens DNVR. So we're going to move on from Russell Wilson. That's that's uh, the read. Are the Broncos legitimately able to get up there and play with New England at that third pick? Can they do it? People have thrown it out because then you could get like a Jaden Daniels. Is that on your radar? Yeah, you know, the Broncos, and I think Sean Payton is going to be extra aggressive in whichever route he goes to get a quarterback, whether that's trading for one, probably unlikely on the trade route, whether it's getting one in free agency. While Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield are going to cost a lot of money, there are ways the Broncos could structure those contracts in order for them to fit with Russell Wilson's big dead cap. Or if it's in the draft, if it's making that big trade up, But, Nate, the Broncos, in order to get up to get one of those top three quarterbacks, those first three picks, they're going to have to trade three first-round picks. And that would mean that the Broncos would have one first-round pick and and, and would be this quarterback in a six-year span because they didn't have two first-round picks the past two years in trading for Russell Wilson and trading for Sean Payton, or I guess the past three years, uh, and then what they would have to give up in the future. So it would be a lot to put on a rookie quarterback because you look at rookie quarterbacks that succeed, they have really good teams around them. They had a lot of talent around them. The Broncos wouldn't have uh, a lot of talent around this quarterback if they went and did that. So what I could see is if Jaden Daniels slips, let's say he falls to pick six, which Daniel Jeremiah, NFL.com reporter, has uh, him falling to six, then you only have to trade one first-round pick in order to get up and get him. And I could see the Broncos doing that, but I think going going anywhere from one to three, jumping up from 12, is just going to be too rich. What would you do, uh, Zach? Would you try and get Daniels if he slips, or are you going to go this route of Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody else? Oh, man, we've lived the Jimmy Garoppolo or somebody else route so many times here in Broncos country in the past eight seasons. I'm doing anything but that. So if Jane Daniels slips, I honestly think that is a dream scenario for the Broncos. Jaden Daniels is a guy who is an electric athlete. He's probably as good of a uh, of a running quarterback as we've seen since Lamar Jackson. And on top of that, he can also win from the pocket. And we saw Russell Wilson this past year. You have to be able to win from the pocket in order for Sean Payton uh, to like you and to work. And Jaden Daniels can do that. He's a really good thrower of the football from in the pocket. So combining that with his athletic ability, with Sean Payton, oh my goodness, that is such an exciting, enticing prospect. So if he slips, I am absolutely moving up, and I honestly think that's a dream scenario for the Broncos. Okay, offseason is underway. There's discussions. People are looking at Justin Simmons being thrown around right now as potentially unloading Simmons, and um, do you buy that? 
Yeah, I don't buy that that they'll move on from Justin Simmons. There are some guys which they will either restructure, ask to take a pay cut, or move on. The guy that you really look at is Tim Patrick. He's missed back-to-back seasons uh, with season-ending injuries. He's on the books this year. The Broncos can free up about $9 million in cap space if they move on from him. They might ask him to, t- to take the vet minimum and come back, and my guess is that's what will end up happening is Tim Patrick will come back on a massive pay cut since he's missed the past two seasons. Season, so they'll free up some space there if they want. They can restructure Cortland Sutton. I still believe that Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton, uh, one of those guys, is going to be moved at some point in a trade. Probably not a, a significant trade, but uh, really just to, to move on from one of their contracts. But I don't see them moving on from Justin Simmons. Nate, the Broncos had an opportunity to do that before the trade deadline last year when they were 2-5, and five, and they decided not to do that. I think that that says that they're going to stick with Justin Simmons this year. So um, there, there are a lot of names that will be thrown around. You hear the Garrett Bowles, but, but I really think it's going to be a wide receiver, um, actually all in that wide receiver room with Tim Patrick and then potentially trading a Jerry Judy or a Cortland Sutton. Okay, Zach, I'll let you run with this. Uh, franchise tag time. Which one of the guys do you think is going to get hit with the tag? Yeah, if the Broncos franchise tag anyone, there's only one candidate. There are guys like Josie Jewell, Lloyd Cushenberry out there, but the price tag on those guys just does not make sense. If the Broncos were to franchise tag either of those guys, it would instantly make them the highest paid player at their position in the entire NFL, and it wouldn't even be close. So the one guy that it does make sense for is kicker Will Lutz. It would be expensive, almost $6 million to franchise tag him, but Sean Payton loves Will Lutz. So Will Lutz will be the Broncos kicker next year and it could be on that franchise tag but there's no one else that it makes financial sense to tag the dnvr.com that's the site broncos writer zach stevens on tonight the dnvr.com zach always good man thanks for hopping in nate love being on thanks for having me appreciate your time and perspective good reporter down in denver find him on twitter x at zach stevens dnvr follow him Zach Stevens, DNVR. If you're on Twitter X, you've got him. TheDNVR.com. Broncos beat writer from Denver. All right. How much is it going to cost to get Russell Wilson's house? 12 bathrooms? How much is that going to cost you? (laughs) They're taking offers on it. Taking offers on it. Oh, boy. All right. It's, It's a mess. But Zach Stevens got me a little bit excited as a Broncos fan for... Jaden Daniels, LSU quarterback, if he falls a little bit, can the Broncos get him? If he falls a little bit, that would make me excited. I would forget about my sparky comments for Sean Payton and running Russell Wilson out of town after 26 touchdowns and eight interceptions and all of that stuff because they're really messing up the deal because Russell has all this money on his contract. So Sean's messing it up. But if he somehow redeems himself with Jaden Daniels, I'll get a little excited about that. And uh, you'll hear about that on the show if we somehow do that in April in the draft. All right. Mike McFeely is in next on the Nate Brown Show, one of our favorite guests. He's from Inforum.com. Columnist covers North Dakota State, the Summit League. What does he say about crowds these days? He's talked about it. Crowds are down at North Dakota State. Well, I've I've hit on this. I I think it's one of those things. We're 2024. What's the real story? 
And by the way, will the Summit League always have an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament? Do you think so? Mike McFeely on next, Inforum.com, live from Fargo. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Shop the area's best selection of pre-owned Hondas and Honda certified pre-owned at Danny Manhole Rushmore Honda. Buy certified pre-owned with no money down and get financing as low as 1.99% APR. That's right, 1.99. Plus, we have a lot full of used cars, trucks, and SUVs, imports, and domestics. See us at Denny Manhole Rushmore Honda or RushmoreHonda.com. Length of finance contract is limited to select certified models. See dealer for details with qualified credit expires 331-24. $100,000 Easy Street giveaways just went to the next level, and you can win a brand new Chevy Equinox at Tin Lizzie Gaming Resort. Play with your clubhouse card to qualify to win this brand new SUV. And exciting drawings all month long could win you up to $25,000. So start playing today for the most chances to win. And be sure to gather those entries for the grand prize giveaway on March 23rd of a brand new Chevy Equinox. Get next level prizes at Tin Lizzie Gaming Resort on historic Main Street in Deadwood. Hi, it's Nate Brown for Black Hills Community Bank. If you run your own company or you're looking to start a small business here in the Black Hills, you want to make sure you choose the right banking partner. And I know the right choice for business is Black Hills Community Bank. They have plenty of banking options to suit your specific needs. And Black Hills Community Bank is here to help business owners thrive and to make sure you have the support and tools to help your business grow. Just contact one of their business loan experts today or visit bhcbank.com. Member FDIC. Hi, this is David Brenneman with Coldwell Banker Black Hills Legacy in Rapid City. Have you thought about buying a home or real estate in the Black Hills? Maybe you want to upgrade to your forever home? I have been helping people in the Black Hills find the right home for nearly 20 years. When it comes to buying or selling, experience matters. Let me do the work and you can open the door to your new home. Say hello to a goodbye with me, David Brenneman. To get started, just Google David Brenneman Coldwell Banker. Honey, would you hand me that chair leg, please? The one from the mahogany dining room set or the oak chair from the living room set? Oh, uh, the oak ones. I think they smell better. Here. Oh, thank you. Mmm, feel that heat. Honey. Yeah. Instead of burning the furniture in our house to stay warm, can't we just get replacement windows? Honey, we've been through this. Those window companies subcontract the workout, and once they get started, well, good luck seeing them again. Not if we use Renewal by Anderson. They only do windows, no subcontractors. Plus, they use certified master installers. All they're going to do is go to a home repair store and pick something off the rack. Heck, I can do that. Oh, hand me that coffee tabletop, please. No, they have in-home consultations, and they're 100% custom. Plus, they're energy efficient, low maintenance, and we won't have to burn any of our own furniture. Okay, I'll call in the morning. In the meantime, do you still have that makeup table you had as a kid? No, I mean, it's all makeup. solid for a perfect nope, furniture. No. Call 605-341-7831. Renewal by Anderson of South Dakota. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in. The Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City, the Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Thanks for listening on the radio side. You can stream us anywhere, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Live stream always there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. If you missed some of this show live, 4 to 6 weekdays, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. It's 
every show in podcast form on all the platforms, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast, search The Nate Brown Show and you won't miss any of the guests. Like Mike McFeely. He has the uh, McFeely Mess podcast. I've listened to that. It's good stuff. Inforum.com columnist. Find him on Twitter, X at McFeely underscore Inforum. And Mike McFeely back on South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Mike, how are you tonight? I'm doing well. It is uh, a balmy 45 degrees right now in Fargo-Moorhead, which yes. is probably about 35 degrees warmer than usually is this time of the year. So <laughs> You'll it's all it. good. I'm okay. waiting for the golf courses to open and the lakes to unfreeze and ready to go for okay. spring. Okay, careful. We're still in February, but it's like uh, it was like almost 60 here today. I hate to rub it in, but yeah. uh, yeah. just it's, a, just uh, a little warmer. Sick. It's not even the Summit League tournament, and I'm already thinking about the golf course. So that's, uh, that's I like scary. it. I like it. Uh, speaking of the Summit League, let me go there for a minute. Um, I'm reading between the lines, and I'm not making anything out of nothing, but they're talking about the NCAA tournament. And this college landscape is changing. They're changing the college football playoff. We, we're going to get the 12 teams next year. They're looking at changing potentially the NCAA tournament. Power League commissioners, are, should we expand it or should we keep it how it is but get more of the Power League teams in? So there's wide discussions. Big 12 commissioners said, I think we need to get the best teams in. I'm not sure if that was the case last year. When you hear a Big 12 commissioner say that, what's in your mind? See, I think you and I maybe differ on what we hear when we hear those same words. Okay. When I hear your mark say that, yes, he's coming at it from the perspective of a big conference that's adding, by the way, adding some good basketball teams to it, like the Big Ten is as well. I think they want to expand the tournament and add teams so that when you have the Big 12, quote-unquote, but there's... You add Arizona to it, so that means a lower team might get bumped out of the tournament. They can find a place then for that eighth place Big 12 team yeah, or right. seventh place Big right. 12 team to get in the tournament, which is nothing new, right? I mean, every time there's a tournament selection that has automatic bids and at large bids, even the FCS playoffs, when we talk about, you know, to spin it back locally to South Dakota State, North Dakota State. There's always talk about, you know, why does the Northeastern Conference get an auto bid? Why does the Pioneer League get an auto bid? And shouldn't the sixth-place team in the Missouri Valley Football Conference or the seventh-place team in the Big Sky, they're still a better team than the first-place team in the Pioneer. So why does the Pioneer League team get a bid and the seventh-place team in the Big Sky Conference doesn't? It's the same discussion in the NCAA basketball tournament. And it's always been that way. Um, to the best of my recollection, since North Dakota State and South Dakota State have gone Division One, I, I think only North Dakota State and Oral Roberts on the men's side have won games in the NCAA tournament. South Dakota State, for all the history there in basketball, they have not won an NCAA tournament game in Division One, And so it's the same story. You know, is the, is the seventh-place team in the Big Ten – better than the Summit League champion, and probably in most cases you could say, yes, they are, but because it's the NCAA and everybody wants the TV money and everybody needs teams to play, the Summit League 
gets an automatic bid, and then other schools can gripe. I think it's the same thing at play with what your mark is saying. He's just voicing the frustration that's always been there. I think they would be more apt to add teams to the tournament than to try to shut out the Summit League or the Ohio Valley or the Southland. Okay, so 27 automatic bids are thrown out in this field. So you think the 27 auto bids, the Summit League, the Big Sky, the Ohio Valley, they're going to keep those because that makes the tournament what it what it is, essentially? Well, I, I, think, I think they need to as long as they're in the same division. Now, if, if somehow the Big Ten and the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 split off and do their own thing, which that's been talked about at least in football, right, that they – they don't want to deal with the Wyomings and the Utah States and the, you know, Akrons. If they do that in basketball, then that's a whole different discussion because then they're yeah. going to have their own tournament. The problem there is, I think, just a basic one, which is, well, then it's not March Madness anymore, and are they going to get the TV money so that you and I can watch Alabama play uh, Minnesota or Alabama play Wisconsin? And not have any Cinderella stories at all. Right. But I think I think as long as all of the Division One conferences in basketball are in the same Division One level, I think there has to be a, a sixty-eight plus team tournament. Otherwise, you I mean you just don't have a tournament anymore. Mike McFeely on tonight. Inforum.com columnist has worked there. Inforum.com. How much are people going to complain about eighty-four teams in the tournament? Not me. I'm not going to complain, Mike, but you will hear people complain. They do it on this show. They say, oh, my God, 64 to 68, now to 84? Yeah, I don't know that that's – I mean, it, does it make any difference if there's one more day of the tournament? I mean, to me, it, it doesn't. I mean, I'm young enough to remember when, like, you know, 24 teams got in the tournament. And, no, you know, and when they expanded to 48 and then they expanded to 64, people were going nuts then. There's always going to be TV viewers. There's always going to be people betting on games. Don't underestimate what that means to the American public. There's always going to be dollars from television. So if you can expand the tournament another day or two, it doesn't make any difference as long as somebody's willing to pay for it. Then yep. You could have a, a 325-team tournament, <laughs> and if ESPN is willing to pay for it, then they'll I – mean, that's, that's why they have the conference tournaments – I mean, again, back when I was a kid, back in my day, nobody had conference tournaments, or very few teams had con- very few conferences had conference tournaments. But what happened? TV wanted programming, right? ESPN wanted programming, so they came up with all these conference tournaments to to make more money off TV. The whole thing is driven by TV. This may be a shocker, TNA. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is driven by TV and TV money. As long as TV is willing to to pony up the dough, there's going to be a. a March Madness of some kind. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think it could go to 84. We'll see. Um, let me ask you. You've been talking about this, Mike. I've been hearing you. Uh, college basketball up, uh, basketball up there, North Dakota State, uh, UND, some of these teams. The crowd size. Um, I've been talking about this from high school to college here in South Dakota. I believe crowds have dwindled. It, it's a little anecdotal, but I believe mm-hmm. that. Do you see it? Uh, why is the crowd size smaller, for example, at North Dakota State games? Well, let me make clear that over the last decade or 12 years or so, college attendance across the board has gone down. In football, 
in basketball. I think women's basketball at some schools has grown, but generally speaking, football attendance in Division One has dropped for about the last ten or twelve years. Uh, you know, and that includes North Dakota State the last couple of years in football. It includes North Dakota State the last couple of years in men's basketball as well. I, I, to me, locally here in Fargo, I, I think it's as much of a an institutional problem as it is an across-the-board lack of fan interest problem. I, I've been fairly critical of NDSU that I just don't think they're marketing their products very well, okay. whether it's football, whether it's basketball. I think that there's a a comfort level there at NDSU where they just kind of say, well, we're, we're the buys and people are going to come and watch us and pay. The problem is that they aren't <laughs> to the level that they used to. And so I, I can't speak for everybody else, but I think just in North Dakota State's case, I, the, the viewing public is different than it was 10 years ago. Uh, they need to be entertained constantly. There can't be a dead period during the game. There just can't be any dead time at all. Um, every game is on television now for North Dakota State, for the Summit League, I guess, for the most part. Every game is on TV. Yep. Tickets are more expensive. There's no doubt about that. I mean, everything is more expensive. Um, and so I just think people are just comfortable staying home more than they used to. But man, me and my colleague, Don Izzo, uh, one of the TV guys here in Fargo, we were looking back at some old video when NDSU first went Division One, my goodness gracious, they were selling out the old gym on yes. NDSU's campus. There was right. 5,000 people, 4,500 people at these games just going crazy. Um, I checked today. They, they will be lucky to get 3,000 for the NDSU-UND basketball game on Saturday, the men's mm. game. The mm. women's game will be lucky to get 1,500. Wow. Back in the day, uh, NDSU-UND women used to get – 6,000 people, 7,000 right? people packed wow. inside the BSA. Wow. Um, and that's just, that was a different era. It was a different time. I understand all of that. But, uh, you know, it just, people just are not, they're just not interested in going. And, and North Dakota State is not doing a good job of, of engaging potential customers in this community. Fargo, the Fargo-Moorhead metro area, how that's measured, the, the two counties in which the two cities are located, 250,000 people. I mean, wow. a quarter million people in this area. They can't get 1500 for a women's basketball game at North Dakota State. That's sad and embarrassing for NDSU's administration to just allow, allow that to happen, in my view. I do think it's a, a trend out there. Wyoming's crowds are down. USD can't get anybody in Vermilion. Um, it's interesting. Mike McFeely talking about it. Find him as uh, Inforum.com columnist, and he's on Twitter at my, uh, McFeely underscore Inforum and his podcast, The McFeely Mess. Mike, good to have you. Thanks for hopping on tonight. Always glad to be on, Nate. Thanks for the call. Appreciate your time. Mike McFeely on tonight, Inforum.com columnist from Fargo. Covers the Summit League in North Dakota State. Okay. Um, there was a listener text coming in saying, how do you get more people to the high school games here? Like Central and St. Thomas More last night. First time they've ever played varsity boys basketball. And the crowd, I thought, was small. I, I, thought, I thought it was minimal. How do you get the crowds up? I, I think the live stream video product does have something to do with it. Keeping crowds away. Mike talked about it. All the games are on TV, for example, the Summit League, Midco, and, and all of that stuff. That, that does impact it. I really believe that. I do. 
Um, John Bryce coming up next, National College Football Writer, footballscoop.com. The college football playoff is settled. They're going to 12 teams. How are they going to qualify the 12 college football playoff teams? John Bryce in next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 11.50 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City. Ready to be part of something big? Meet the Rapid City Sports Commission, the powerhouse behind sports in Rapid City. The commission focuses on bringing regional and national tournaments, supporting homegrown events, and creating opportunities for our kids. But it's not just games, it's a win-win for all of us. Youth sports fuel our economy. Hosting events in Rapid City means out-of-town families shop, dine, and stay with us, which boosts sales tax revenues, too. To get in on the action, visit rcsportscommission.com, where we're all about the hustle. At Gateway Autoplex, we strive to give you the best car buying experience in the Black Hills. We offer a hassle-free, worry-free environment, and we've made it easy to get pre-approved in minutes by going to gatewayapproves.com. Or stop in and we can help you through the process right there. So check us out at 410 North Campbell Street or 123 Omaha. Two great locations serving you in the Black Hills. See for yourself why our customers say we have the funnest buying experience in Rapid City. Gateway Autoplex, where nobody, and I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly cloudy skies expected tonight with lows around 31. Winds out of the west 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 55. Tomorrow, cloudy skies expected. Lows level off around 32. Tomorrow night, clear skies Thursday with daytime highs approaching 52. 53 Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 52 degrees. When you're ready to win bigger than ever before, First Gold Gaming Resort is where it happens. Play any of our slot machines with your gold club card engaged. You can win a share of $8,600 in promo play. We give away through hot seat drawings every Friday through Sunday. On Saturday nights, we draw for $1,000 cash winners every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, February 24th, don't miss First Gold's exclusive $18,000 golden cash blast. First Gold Gaming Resort, it's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. Are you thinking about starting or expanding a business? At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, our dedicated business lending team focuses on understanding our members' unique needs and truly wants to help them succeed. From the loans to get your business off the ground to the accounts to keep it running, we offer unique products with your business's best interest in mind. Learn more at bhfcu.com or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is a member-owned, not-for-profit. All right, Rapid City, a big announcement from one of my favorite places, Poor 54 downtown. If you're looking for the best happy hour, they've got it. It starts at 3 p.m. with $3 domestic taps and street tacos. Then at 4, $4 South Dakota brewed taps. Then at 5, it's $5 all taps and Detroit-style pizzas on special. Again, it's the Beat the Clock happy hour at Poor 54 from 3 to 6. Poor 54, downtown Main Street, Rapid City. When it comes to protecting your home and your belongings, what works for your neighbor most likely won't work for you. Insurance is personal, and that's why the coverage specialists at Fisher Rounds & Associates work with you to tailor a policy that protects your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions at the most reasonable cost possible. We sweat the small and the big stuff, so you don't have to. That's at your service, at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. 
Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City, 1067 FM, 1150 AM, streaming all the time, foxsportsrapidcity.com. South Dakota Sports Talk Show, driven by Spearfish Motors. Glad to have them on board, and i got to tell you, they're one of the only locally owned new car and truck dealerships left. There's not many of those left. That makes a difference. New 2024's GMC Sierra is on the lot right now. Best pickup out there, the GMC Sierra 2024's great financing available right now. Spearfish Motors, 1910 North Main and Spearfish. Look for the big American flag. You want to start online, spearfishmotors.com. Okay, uh, question of the day. Question of the day. High school sports crowds, I believe, have fallen off. Okay? I believe high school sports crowd, and, and it's a little anecdotal for me, but I've covered high school games now over 20 years. Um, I don't do as much play-by-play now as I used to when I started out, but I've seen gyms in the Black Hills packed, and I mean, I mean packed. And then I've seen, I want to say, the last 10 years, crowds um, just sparse. And I'm thinking last night, St. Thomas Moore and Rapid City Central playing for the first time ever, varsity boys basketball, in-town rivalry. I know there's other factors. Central struggled. St. Thomas Moore, maybe not as good as they have been, but it's a Monday night. I get it. President's Day. I thought it was a lack of promotion by a lot of the media in town, big time. Um, But it was a sparse crowd last night for a first-time game in history. And I'm wondering, why have high school crowds gone down? How much do the live streams, the video coverage, impact that? That's my question of the day. 720-1067 of the Barron's Wilson text line. How much do the video live streams impact crowds at games? That's my question, okay? Let's go to our next guest. John Bryce is in. We've got him, college football writer, footballscoop.com, back on. And find him on Twitter, X at JohnDBryce1. John, good to have you. How are you? Uh, great to visit, Nate. I apologize. Not sure what happened there, but I apologize for not being available on your first call. You're ready. You're ready, man. Um, I'm ready to rock and roll with you. So, college football playoff. The format is is out, John. And if people don't know it, so we're gonna have 12 teams, and I like that. I'm, I'm a college football guy like you, so I like it. The vote to do it is going to be essentially a an automatic five. And then the seven highest ranked after that. So automatic five is going to be SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, and then the highest ranked group of five conference champion. So so there's your five. Do you think this was the right way to do it um, with the Pac-12's demise and the whole thing? I do, and uh, I do think it's important to note while those uh, five highest ranked conference champions get an automatic bid, um, that fifth champion does not automatically get the number five seed. And so um, I guess it would have been Liberty from this past year that would have gotten the bid from being the highest-ranked non-power conference champion, uh, but Liberty would have been the 12th seed and going on the road to face the number five seed in that scenario, which I think would have been 
oh, maybe Georgia or someone like that. I can't quite can't quite remember. I believe it would have been Georgia as the the, the highest ranked non conference champion that would have been in the mix. So um, I think that's important to note that yes, there's a fifth conference champion that's going to get in, but if but if that conference champion is ranked 19th and there's uh, 11 good teams, one through 11 set to be in the field, then that conference champion will be the 12th seed. And I think we'll probably okay, okay. see a fair amount of that. Okay, I got you on that. So if it's, uh, yeah, like you said, a Liberty, or maybe it's a Boise State, I, I don't know, somebody like that that makes a run, but they're ranked uh, 18th, 19th, they're still going to be the lowest seed. Okay, um, here's something that you know all about. Where does this put a program like Notre Dame? No conference, so Notre Dame's going to not be in an automatic five spot? Yeah, Notre Dame can never be a one through four seed under the current iteration of the rules and the format that's adopted and under what Notre Dame agreed to up front uh, even a couple of years ago when, when the committee was voting to expand and become a 12-team format. So the best that Notre Dame can be right now is the number five seed that would then host an opening round game. But Notre Dame can never be a one through four seed that receives a first round bye. Now, Notre Dame officials will say we're willing to acquiesce to this because we don't play that extra weekend game where there's a championship game. And so that's okay with us. And also we like the idea of bringing someone to see us in the second weekend of December. And we'll hope that the South Bend weather uh, cooperates wink, wink in, in quite a nasty way is what they mean. And so, um, that's how it is for now. I would caution that I don't think we're done with, with shuffling this. This is the format for now. This will be what holds for the next few years. But there's talk of uh, doing away with the conference championship games or de-emphasizing them because of the conference expansions and because of the playoff expansion. And if that happens, then I think you would see Notre Dame reenter the conversation uh, to be in consideration for having a bye down the road. Okay, John Bryce on tonight, footballscoop.com, National College Football Writer. The playoff situation has been approved, the model. It's going to be the five highest-ranked conference champions getting the auto bids, and then the seven highest-ranked after that filling out the top 12. So here's a question people are discussing today. If you're one of the seeds like a eight seed, you got to play another game and another game. I mean, you don't have a bye. It looks like you could end up playing 17, 17 games. Is that uh, doable? I guess it would depend on uh, how it worked out. If you were an eight seed but didn't play in your conference championship game, uh, then I guess you wouldn't have quite as many games, but you would still be looking at eight to four to, to two. So um, you're still looking at probably 16 games. So um, it's, it's only doable if they change some things around, if they continue uh, to streamline the process of sharing more of the monies with the student-athletes, uh, especially as we see all the uh, tension surrounding the EA sports college football game returning to, to video game consoles this summer, and, and that being directly um, because they've worked out an agreement for, for players to be paid to appear in the game or to receive royalties from appearing in the game. So ultimately, uh, I've said it for going on three years now and visiting with you, Nate, that I think that um, these the playoff expansion, the realignment is going to kill a lot of the um, money games that teams are playing, especially against FCS competition. Uh, now, 
if if that happens, that's going to also be taking these college athletics programs further and further away from the Title IX model as we know it and closer and closer to completely separating major, major college football into its own standalone entity. And then everything else, I think, will be NCAA sports that try to adhere to Title IX uh, bylaws. But you can't, you cannot fiscally operate moving forward if you shrink the number of regular season games. You lose that buy game that not only funds those smaller athletics programs that are coming to play you, but does so much to generate revenue for that extra home game to fund all your non-revenue sports on campus. Yeah, I want to just get your read on if a team has to play 16 games in a college football season. I just wonder what you think of that. Um, again, I think it's I think it's probably too much at this point in time. Now, um, how many do we see them playing at the FCS level? It escapes me at the moment. I think they play 15, don't they? If they advance all the way, yeah, yeah, the, somewhere in there, uh, yeah, the championship, and that's a roster that only has 63 scholarship players instead of 85. So um, there's already a case there that it works and that it works even in, in a setting with a, a lower number of scholarship people. Um, but, again, I think at the highest levels of college football, the only way it's going to work is if they continue to find a way to split the revenue and to give more money to the athletes. Otherwise, I think you're going to, to, to see a huge – um, stand taken against playing a potential 16-game season without the appropriate monetary compensation, without further protection from injury and things of those nature. If you if you are playing a 16-game season, are you going to try and get insurance policies for that many more of your potential prospects or your potential pro prospects? You know, if Notre Dame had been uh, advancing in a 12-team playoff this year, would they have then taken out insurance policies for, for Joe Alt and Audric Estime and some of those guys who are surefire draft picks a little bit later this spring. I think that's a pertinent question. Again, I also think the 16 games is going to be hard to uphold if college football is standing on its own and not being responsible for funding virtually everything on a a campus's uh, athletics program standpoint. So that's why you may see it drift back down ultimately the 14 or 15 games if they go back to an 11-game regular season at some point. But the only way, because the toothpaste is out of the tube, the only way they ever reduce games in the regular season is if football is standing alone and not uh, being shackled to Title IX to pay for all the non-revenue sports. John Bryce on tonight. Last one, John, on the college football playoff. The format's set. Do you see any other group of five team getting in? They're going to get one automatic bid. Is it going to be filled with Big Ten, SEC, with how big those conferences are? You know, it depends on the season. I think every season stands on its own. It would not be the norm, but could you see two group of five teams once every four or five years? Um, I think that's possible. Look, if if Notre Dame is is an independent, then that's taking away from one of the major conferences. Then you have a group of five champion. That's taken away from one of the major conferences. I'm not against that at all. Um, You've just seen more teams. Like if BYU had remained an independent and had some great seasons like it had just a few years ago when it played Coastal Carolina late in the year and, and was undefeated at that time, then I think you would have seen BYU absolutely in contention for an at-large spot as an independent at that point in time or a, a group of five. And, and look, Boise State has had some fabulous seasons. If, if Boise State does some great things in this new arrangement with the Mount West and playing a couple of Pac-12 teams, now Pac-2 teams, uh, and, and has a great season. I still think you could see Boise State crack into it, but 
Um, I was looking at the rankings earlier today, and I guess Ole Miss would just barely uh, have made the cut or maybe not even made the cut to be in the playoffs as the number 11-ranked CFP team because Arizona would have gotten an at-large bid. or mm. um, I, I guess that was maybe based on this coming year's uh, format that Arizona would have been the highest-ranked uh, Pac-12 team moving forward and therefore, therefore would have gotten a bid. And, and Ole Miss could have been left out because that final spot would have gone to Liberty. So there's still a lot of moving parts to it. Yeah, I, I look at it. I wonder how many group of five teams get in. I don't think very many. You're going to get one for sure. Uh, new format is out. Five highest-ranked conference champions are in for sure. Then the next seven highest-ranked teams, no matter conference, across the board. John Bryce tonight, his work, footballscoop.com. National writer, John, thanks for getting in. I appreciate it. I appreciate you again. Sorry about the mix-up, buddy. Thanks a lot. No worries. I appreciate that. John Bryce got in, college football writer, footballscoop.com. 12-team formats coming next year. 12-team college football playoff. I'm, I'm a fan. Going to be a lot more games for the for the teams. The top four are going to get buys. And then you got everybody after that are going to have to play. They're going to be playing in the bowl games, negotiations going on there, and uh, how this all works out. And I will say five highest-ranked conference champions. So what that's going to be is SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC. So there's four. Then you're going to have a group of five conference champion who's the highest ranked is going to get the fifth automatic bid. So that would be your Wyoming Cowboys out of the Mountain West. We're going to be right in that mix, right? <laughs> and then the seven highest ranked teams after that, no matter the conference. And I believe my, my guess is, it's an educated guess, ton of SEC, ton of Big Ten. Just a ton. I don't, I don't want to say that's a bad thing. It, I mean, think about the Big Ten. Oregon, Washington, they're thrown into the mix now. Think about the Big Ten in that. Oregon, Washington, Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, it's unbelievable. All right. Uh, before we get to Eric Denning, Mount Vernon Plankinton, head boys basketball coach, I want to get into a discussion here. What is the reason for crowds diminishing? Okay. What what is the reason for it? Like like at our local high school games. We get a lot of texts. We're gonna get to those. Hang on, it's on the way. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Tis the season for four-wheel and all-wheel drives, and we have the best at Denny Menno Toyota. We have new inventory in stock and more arriving daily. Choose some new Toyota Tundras, Camrys, and more. On the lot and on the way. Factory cash incentives and low interest rate financing are available on gas and hybrid models. Find your new Toyota on our lot, on our website, or reserve one that's on the way. See us at Denny Menno Toyota or DennyMennoToyota.com. Rush fans, it's Rob at the Firehouse Skybox. We are your official home for Rapid City Rush hockey. When the Rush are playing on the road, join other Rush fans at the Skybox and enjoy some great food and cheer on your Rush. We show every Rush away game and we'll have Rush-themed giveaways every road trip. You'll get a chance to win great Rush prizes with the purchase of a drink or food item. The Skybox has the best food and the best Rush game day experience. Go Rush! 
KIMM Rapid City and K294 BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station, 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show on a Tuesday. Glad you're here. However long you spend with us, we appreciate it. We are live in the Drive at 5 on Fox Sports Rapid City. Drive at 5 brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. When it comes to pre-owned in Rapid City, start at summitautogrp.com. Take a look at the selection. They've got great vehicles, but it's really the difference, the Summit difference. Car buying built around you from start to finish, the right financing, warranty, the right treatment. Okay, summitautogrp.com. Start there and take a look. Eric Dennings coming up. We're going to talk about this issue, and I, I think it's um, a trend. And so there's, you know, you try and figure out, well, what's the biggest reason for this? So many listener texts coming in on this and various opinions. Um, Eric Dennings, the Mount Vernon Plankinton head boys basketball coach. He's been there over 20 years. That's that small town, South Dakota. What I love about high school sports in South Dakota Man, small town, you come out, you support the uh, students and, and the school, and it's just packed, and you're rocking and rolling. Eric Denning just wrote a big call to action for high school sports saying that is not the case anymore. And I'm going to expand on this with him. First, I had my question of the day on the Nate Brown Show, if you haven't um, contributed on that yet. I believe that there's various reasons. you you got to have a winning team, winning brings out excitement. You know this. And I've seen it over the years here, over 20 years here. Winning programs bring out fans. That That's really what it is. That's not a secret. you got to win to bring out excitement. So, so that's a big one. But I do think over the years of the video live stream of high school games, I think it has stopped people that maybe would go. It's, it's the people on the bubble not mom and dad, aunt and uncle, and grandpa and grandma. The families are going. The people on the bubble for high school sports that, hey, I went to Stevens. I'm kind of interested in how the Raiders doing. Hey, the video stream's on. I'll just watch that. I believe that's the case. I'm not killing the video streams. It's very useful for a lot of uh, folks. You can watch games when they go to Sioux Falls and, and you, you know, the whole thing. People that have to work, whatever it is. It's 2024. You're, you're going to have it. 
but I do. I think it's impacted the kids uh, playing the games. I, I think the crowds have dwindled for various reasons. If you don't have a winning program, you're not going to have as much support. And then you got a video stream like last night's St. Thomas More Rapid City Central game. To me, there should have been more fans there. There wasn't a great crowd for a game that I was excited about. They've never played it. Uh, they threw it in because both teams needed a game. I said there's various reasons probably why the crowd was down, but I wonder how much the video live streams have hurt attendance just across the board. I'll get to Eric Denning, Mount Vernon Plankton. That's that's small town. That's not even Rapid City where, oh, we got this going on and that going on. And, and you know, it's uh, every, everybody's going every which way here. There's too many things going on. How about Mount Vernon Plankinton? They're not coming out to watch the high school games anymore? Um, do you believe the video live streams have hurt? Let's go to the poll results. You tell me. 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line or the studio line will get you on. Um, man, this is really close. we got a lot of votes. Really close. 51% say the video live streams have hurt attendance at high school games in South Dakota. 51% say yes, big time. 49% say no, not really. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, qualify it. Mom, dad, aunt, uncle, friends that are connected to the players, they're going. There's a small subset of people, small, that are loyal, loyal. I'm going to go to the Central, St. Thomas More. Rapid City Christian, Stevens Games, whoever it may be. There's a small, small group. I go to these games and I watch them because that's what I've done for 30 years. And I think the rest of the people that had to go watch Stevens and Central, you had to go watch it. Now you can watch it on your phone while you're eating dinner. I think that matters. Um, it's, it's a lot of people. Here's one here. Listener text coming in. Nate, how about promotion of it? Promotion is 100% on ADs. 100% on ADs. Uh, listener text, how much does it hurt high school sports here in town? No weekend newspaper coverage or reporting on the games. Yeah, there's, uh, let's see, listener text, I have two kids at Rapid City Central. I didn't see anything about it. They were playing St. Thomas More. So there's uh, there's various various factors, no doubt. Close vote. Is live stream the end of people going to the games? It, it's not not the end. I think it's taken out a section of folks that people would go and watch the games. Is winning more important? I Yes. So if you're winning your rank number one, I think you're going to get that excitement. You're not. It's not going to be there. I can just check in on my phone. Eric Dennings, the... Mount Vernon Plankton, head boys basketball coach. He says a big call to action. He just wrote this. I've got his paper in front of me. He wrote a big post. He says, we, we got to do better here. His thoughts on this scenario, why the crowds have dwindled at local games. Eric Denning live on the way. This is South Dakota's sports talk show, the Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 11.50 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. 
From compact cars to 18-wheelers, pickups to payloaders, Pops Tire Service has brand name tires for what you drive. As one of the largest tire dealers in the Midwest, Pops buys more, you save more. Brands like Goodyear, Michelin, Hankook, and Firestone, all priced for less. Pops has your service covered with brakes, wheel alignments, factory maintenance, shocks, and struts. Visit PopsTire.com for current promotions and a location near you. We're in your neighborhood. Pops, we know tires and service. You should know Pops. PopsTire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly cloudy skies expected tonight with lows around 31. Winds out of the west 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 55. Tomorrow, cloudy skies expected. Lows level off around 32. Tomorrow night, clear skies Thursday with daytime highs approaching 52. 53 Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 51 degrees. Does your savings account pay 3% interest? Didn't think so. Ours does. At Highmark Credit Union, you can earn 3% interest on balances up to $50,000 when you qualify. And qualifying is easy with Highmark's Kasasa checking account. See how you can grow your savings effortlessly. Call or stop by Highmark Credit Union today and make the smart money move. Highmark Credit Union. We'll make it happen. HighmarkFCU.com. Federally insured by the NCUA. Do you have a financial game plan for your life? Hi, this is Lee Cruz, your local trusted New York Life agent here in Rapid City. My passion is helping you put the pieces in place for your family to make sure your game plan is a success. For over 175 years, New York Life has been helping people like yourself take action in securing their future. Don't wait. Take action and Google Lee Cruz New York Life or call 605-360-8804. We will work together on putting your family first. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show Live, the Nate Brown Show. Glad you're here. Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us all the time. FoxSportsRapidCity.com. We got live video content. Speaking of live streams, <laughs> you can watch the show on your phone. See, we're everywhere. You can watch us at Nate Brown Show on Twitter, X, at Nate Brown Show Live, weekdays 4 to 6. The YouTube channel, subscribe. You've got the show, The Nate Brown Show. We appreciate that. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, The Nate Brown Show. Eric Denning has been at Mount Vernon Plankington a long time. I covered his teams back in the day when they were at some state tournaments here. Mount Vernon Plankington, head boys basketball coach. And he's here on the Nate Brown Show tonight. Eric, good to have you back on. How are you? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate it. I, I saw this uh, topic that you were talking about, and it's been something that I've discussed on this show lately, too, and I thought, Okay, this is perfect, and I want to get your read on it, because Rapid City's different than Mount Vernon Plankinton, for example. I mean, it's different. You're small town. I come from a small town. We had packed crowds, and I say, oh, the good old days. People came and watched the games, and, and it was outstanding. Rapid City could say, well, we're, we're kind of broken up here. Stevens, Central, St. Thomas More, Rapid City Christian. There, there's no real allegiance. It's kind of a big city. But your point is there are not as big a crowds at high school basketball games that you've seen 
even in Mount Vernon, Plankinton. And so you wrote a call to action, basically. Explain what you're trying to get at. Well, I, I, we, we have had a decline in attendance at sporting activities. And, and I, I think it started actually before the live streaming became commonplace. And I, I mean, I want to start this conversation by saying I, I'm a full supporter of live streaming high school sporting events. Like, I, as a coach, I love it. I don't have to leave the house to go scout. Um, I can watch video, you know, on any team at any time, essentially. And I think it's great for, for people who can't make it out to the games or people who might be ill or, or have two events going on in one night or a, an elderly couple or, you know, things like that. I think it's outstanding for, and I, I love the concept. And, you know, Jody Brozick's kind of the one who started this in our state, and I, I consider Jody a good friend, and I think he's done a fantastic job of following his dream. So I, I want to start it by saying I have nothing against live streaming games. I think it's great. Okay. Um, what, what my point is, yeah. what my what my point is, is that we also have a lot of people in our community, I think, that they don't come to the games because they can watch them online and it's convenient, you know, to watch it in the in the space of their own home and, and not go out. And, and what I think that takes away from is, is essentially part of the high school uh, playing experience, participation experience for our kids. And and that and that's the part that, that bothers me. And you know, in a small school I, I think it's different, you know, like it it is it is your community. It, it's bringing the community together and it's that whole experience of playing for your community and in front of your community and, and getting that support and you know it's it's unfortunate that we've seen the decline that we have, and, and I'll say you know I think Mount Vernon Plankton still follows very well. Um, our people are passionate about our 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 kids and and support our kids very well. But um, I just think there's been a fall off in attendance, and and I think the live streaming is part of that. Okay, I look at like last night, Coach, and I don't know if you're aware of this. So St. Thomas More played Rapid City Central last night boys basketball for the first time ever at the varsity level. I've been waiting for this, and, and fans around here, we've talked about it. Central and St. Thomas Moore finally getting to play. They, they doing a makeup game because they both lost a game. So I was expecting last night, and I know President's Day, Monday, no school, maybe work and school the next day. The crowd last night, it was missing. I mean, it was just kind of an average, just a regular game. And so I looked at it, I said, there's got to be something to this. Part of it is, uh, some listeners say, you got to win. You got to be exciting, and your crowds will show up. Do you buy that? I don't buy that at all, and, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, so I go back. You know, I think this problem's kind of been ongoing for the last 10 to 15 years, and that's why I don't solely blame the live stream. I, I don't know if it's just too much going on and – in you know in in our society today but the the first years that we had double that we had the boys and girls basketball seasons together now i'm really showing my age but um <laughs> we we were we had a really good team we had really good teams and Sully Butte had really good teams and we did a double header in the corn palace just boys and girls and we filled that thing i mean it was a crazy fun environment for our kids i mean something that they'll never forget and you know, I remember going to the Hanson Classics at the time, and, yes, and those yes. things would fill up. They'd fill up, and, you know, it was just an exciting atmosphere, and people talked about it, and the kids got to experience it. And, and now, you know, you can go to a lot of those 
classic games, and you can go to the feature games, and you can sit wherever you want. You know, and, and back back not that long ago, it was standing room only, and in some cases, they had to shut the doors. I remember that because there yes. are too many people in there. Yes, you know, and I I don't know the answer to it. I don't actually know the reason, all the factors for it. I think there's several factors, but you know, I. I feel bad. I honestly feel bad for the kids who who never get to experience that, you know. And even even attendance at state tournament games is dropping. And do those you, have always been televised, you do, know. Do you believe the student bodies? I've started there, coach. I'm like back in the day um, student bodies would come out more than they do now. And and I've seen it at Central and Stevens. If they're playing each other, you get students. Any other game Stevens and Central student bodies, it is sparse. Why aren't students going as much? Well, I don't know, and we, we've tried to address that at the local level. We've, we've started letting, a few years back, we started letting all our student body in free, K through 12, come to the games, don't pay to get in, because we thought maybe that was a factor. Yeah. And it really hasn't changed much, and you're right, there isn't, even in our school, you know, there's, there's not that, that home court advantage anymore. And I don't know, you know, part of me... Part of me wonders if we, you know, if we've taken some of the fun out of it, you know, and I, I hate to say this because I'm an athletic director and I'm on the activity association board, but, you know, have we gotten, have we gotten so stringent with, with not letting the kids have fun because of sportsmanship stuff that we've taken some of the, the experience away from it in which they're like, ah, I'm not even going to go. But I don't know, you know, there's a fine line to dance there, I guess I would say, but I don't know what the reasons are. I mean, I think a lot of it's just that, you know, there, there's all this streaming, there's video games, there's all this stuff to do, and it used to kind of be the only show in town. Yeah, I think I'm, that's a lot a I'm, lot more of it than anything else is. But. I'm with you on that. I can, hey, go to a game for entertainment, go with my friends and have fun, or now we can yeah, do stuff on our phones, we can connect and play games. I mean, it sounds like two old guys complaining. I mean, I'm telling you that, Eric. I, I can say yeah, I'm old as well. But I will Go ahead. I'm aware of that, and I even look at, you know, like sometimes I'll look over at our student body, and, and you know, we have some students that are really engaged, and, you know, I think our, our cheerleaders are doing a fantastic job. I don't think that's part of it. But I'll still see there's still 15 kids. They're sitting at the top row, and they're looking at their digital devices, and they're not paying one bit of attention to the game. <laughs> I so, got you. Like I said, I, I think there's, you know, I think some people – I mean, and, and probably rightfully so, you know, the letter specifically calls out the live streaming, but I think there's a lot more issues than that. Eric Denning on tonight. Uh, he's been at Mount Vernon Plankton a long time, head boys basketball coach there, uh, wrote a call to action saying we got to get out and support our high school kids and our high school athletes. I'm with you on it. I've covered it over 20 years, and I used to see some packed gyms and exciting atmospheres, and I think it has dwindled, and I think live streaming is, is a part of that. So I'll ask you this. Can you um, promote it in any way? Some people say, hey, the ADs, like yourself, ADs got to get the students in the crowd and the fans. They got to get them excited. Can, can you promote games? Well, you know, I'll say this. Like, I honestly feel like we've tried almost everything. You know, we, we've had, we've tried the free, the free admission. We have theme nights, okay. you know, to get our student body involved. Um, we, we've tried a whole bunch of different things in order to enhance the experience for our students, and uh, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem to grasp. You know, it doesn't seem to take hold. And, and you're right, you know, we sound like a couple old guys that are longing for the good old days, but, <laughs> you know, that's 
it's kind of accurate. You know, I, I do miss that. I want to ask you if you think the athletes themselves get impacted. You kind of wrote that in your post. You said it, it's it's not the same, and it and it's kind of a not as good of an experience for the athletes. Do you think that they think about it and say, I don't know, this is a lot of hard work, and I, you know, is it that important? Well, I think there is certainly a factor to that. You know, if especially especially these kids that have seen it. You know, they've they've lived it maybe ten years ago or whatever. They went to a game, and and I'll say, you know, like for our school, you know, we'll have a region girls game tonight, and and we'll have a rowdy crowd for that, and we'll have a good following. But like the regular season games, you know, we just we just don't get a lot of that anymore. And and I think the kids that have have had a chance to experience it, even when they were little kids, those are the kids that really miss it. And I, I worry it's going to get to the point, like you said, well. What's the point? You know, I kind of do this because it's really fun to be a part of this and in the community and all that stuff. And if that's not present, are they going to keep putting in all the work they do? It's interesting, and we're not going to figure it out tonight. That's not my point, but I think it was important that you you, you wrote it, uh, a big post, kind of a call to action saying, hey, these high school kids uh, deserve some support. That's what South Dakota High School sports has been so fun. Some unbelievable crowds I've been in, like you, Hanson Classic, and some state tournament environments. Um, I hope it can improve, but I think it's worth talking about. Eric Denning on tonight from Mount Vernon Plankington, head boys basketball coach out there. Coach, thanks for hopping on, and good luck the rest of the way. I appreciate it. Hey, you bet. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. Good discussion. Interesting. As I said, I don't, you don't have all the answers tonight. Um, I think there's various elements here, but it really is something that's happened. The the games, uh, the crowds are not as big at the games. Student body to um, adults. I believe it has become mainly like regular season games, uh, family, close friends that are really engaged. And it's to me, it's those bubble fans that used to go to the game. And now they're like, well, I can watch MVP on the stream or Stevens on the stream, whoever it, whoever it is. You didn't have to go to the Central St. Thomas Moore game last night to watch it. You didn't have to go to it. You could watch the stream. I think that's a factor, too. I do. Not a great crowd last night for Central St. Thomas Moore for the first time playing ever. You're thinking, man, this is going to be hopping. It was just kind of, eh, people that were really plugged in on it. Everyone else kind of, eh, I'll check it out on the stream if if I can. I think that's right. Live stream, how much has it affected the crowds? Um, listener text, last time I saw a gym packed was regular season game, Belfu St. Thomas Moore 2018. 2018. Interesting reference. Uh, listener text, when I was in high school, graduated at Central 1994, school spirit was even an issue then. Now there's even more distractions pulling us in every direction. Hmm. <laughs> I think, I mean, come on now. You remember, we used to play at the Civic Center. We used to play some in-town rivalry games at the Civic Center. And it used to be a big crowd. I mean, we had to play those games there. So there is uh, there's factors that have uh, happened here where crowds have dwindled. And, and live stream, to me, is part of it. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. You know, I think it's a small part of it, live stream. Yes, you know, well, I, I would say, too. I, I, would say I too. listen to your your two guys okay. on the radio. 
I get all I want. But I don't think kids are interested anymore. No, I agree with that. I really do. I really do. I don't think they really care. Meaning going to watch the games? Yeah. Right. I mean, right. if you look at if you look at a Sturgis Stevens wrestling match, you could sit anywhere you want. Right? Okay. But, but back in the day, it used to be big. Sport they got. Yes. Nobody's going no more. Okay. Kids aren't interested. Hmm. And, and by the and, way. And the young people, they're not interested. Nate, I, I can't remember a packed house. I think when Tommy Moore girls and Stevens girls. That was a good played, one. When was that? Like I don't 2019, know, was years ago? Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That, that was a decent one. But I can remember late 90s. Nate. They had to pull all the bleachers out at Stevens. Yes, yes. And I haven't seen them pulled out in 20 years. I saw them pulled out once. Central Stevens boys, they played number one and number two. Uh, and that was probably another five years ago, five, six years ago. So, they, you know, it, But it doesn't it, happen very often. People's just not interested. I, I hang out with people. We, I go to a post-22 game in the last 10 years. And you're not seeing big crowds, Nate. No, I got you. I got you. And that's when that $5 million stadium came out. I go, why are we building this? What's wrong? <laughs> Let's just fix what we got because it's half empty now. No, it's an issue. That's why I'm discussing it. It's not just like, oh, we didn't have a great crowd last night for Central St. Thomas More. No, it's it's been happening. It's been happening. I appreciate it. You know, maybe it. we should do a, a six-team holiday tournament, see how that does get some interest going. You could bring in a Thunder Basin. I still, hey, I still think, yeah, I still think a Rapid City Classic would be good. I do, but maybe I'm naive. Maybe we just watch the live stream. I don't know. All right, man. I don't know. I appreciate it. You guys it. do a good job on the radio. I listen more on the radio than I do. Well, I appreciate going, that. Um, thanks for getting in. And here's the thing. Um, on the radio side, I, I said I covered these games. What I would love about the radio stuff is it's all live. So you can bring I'd, – I'd have guys bring their headsets listening to the radio. I'd see them in the crowd, and it's live play-by-play, not delayed internet feed the video element. It, I mean, that's, that's the difference. I've always wondered, is the video element going to take away from the in-crowd experience – and uh, I think it does a little bit. Radio side, I can, yeah, I'm driving in my car. I can listen if I'm popping around. Then, Or I can go to the game and I can still listen if it's a good broadcast. If it's quality, some of these guys like listening to the radio broadcast at the game. You know that from baseball to basketball to football. Um, okay, listener text here. It's the product on the field and court. It's the product on the field and court that matters. Uh, listener text, if people wanted to show up, they would show up. I'll go watch my brother play for Rapid City Christian, but I'm not going to go to any other games. All right. Uh, listener, uh, let's see. Question of the day. Results. Let's give you an update. Did the live stream hurt attendance at high school games? Does the video live stream hurt attendance? What do you say? Yes, big time, or no, not really. It's close. 52% of you say yes, big time. 48% of you say no, not really. Chris Stabner's in next. Rapid City Stevens boys basketball. Last two games for them this weekend. Sioux Falls, Washington and Sioux Falls, Lincoln. Can the Raider boys make a run to state? Chris Stabner on the way. This is the Nate Brown Show. 
Save big money on Clearview Cabinetry. Clearview Cabinetry starts as a kitchen built for now and grows with you as life changes. It's flexible by design with full access cabinet construction. So you can go from doors to drawers for storage that works when you need it. Explore Clearview's cabinet options in store and on Menards.com and save big money today. Check out more of our great deals going on now at Menards. Save big money at Menards. Need somewhere to go for a quick bite to eat for lunch? Murphy's has you covered with a half sandwich and soup lunch special, plus daily specials to get you fueled up and ready for the rest of the day. Meet and eat for lunch at Murphy's, a Rapid City icon. Building a new home in the Black Hills? At Builders First Source, we turn dreams into reality. Experience our skilled drafting services and use our 3D visualization tools to preview your home before construction begins. Discover inspiration in our showroom, meet our cabinetry design experts, and explore a wide selection of top quality materials. Visit us in Rapid City, Spearfish, or Hot Springs, or start online at bldr.com. Builders First Source, your partners in success from foundation to the Finishing touches. The officials have a new name. The Rapid City Sports Association is the organization that supports the efforts of the Rapid City Sports Commission, including volunteering and supporting local sporting events, while hosting the annual Rapid City Sports Recognition Banquet. If you love sports and want to get involved, please reach out to D'Amico Rodriguez or David Dolan for more information. The Rapid City Sports Association, supporting athletes in the Rapid City region. Be a good sport and support Rapid City Sports. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. Your Sports, your show. The Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, live weekdays 4 to 6, 1067 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. We have Stevens Basketball live this weekend. We'll be doing Stevens-Washington. That'll be the matchup. Girls, boys, we'll have for you this weekend. Head coach for the Raider boys is Chris Stabner. Raider boys right there. Good season. Can they make a run at the state AA tournament? First things first, got to finish out the regular season. Got to win a Sodak 16 game. Coach, good to have you back on. How are you? Uh, good for having me, good news. I'm doing all right. All right, man. Um, I talked about your team. I said, you guys have a good season going. How would you um, describe it? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's tough to complain about, uh, you know, 12 wins in A basketball. I think, you know, anytime you get to that point, and, you know, we're obviously not finished yet, um, you have a good season as far as just your win-loss record goes. But, you know, I think if, you know, we, you know we've had conversations as a program, you know, with with the boys that, you know, we really still haven't put together a game where everybody has brought their best. And, you know, in some respects that gets me excited, but uh, in others we're down to the, the end. So, you know, there's no more, you know, we have time, we have time. You know, we, we've got to figure it out fast, um, you know, especially this weekend playing two of the better teams, Sioux Falls schools that are, you know, really, um, depending on the outcome of the games, could determine whether or not we're home, away, you know, six seed, 11 seed, you know, it's okay. so close. Um, it is among, still up you know, in the air. I thought you guys were in good shape for a home game, but this weekend matters. Uh, without a doubt. I mean, um, you know, just crunchy numbers a little bit. You know, I think we probably got to win one game 
at least to even get a home game. I mean, that's how, you know, you think about 13 wins, you know, I think it would put you in, you know, maybe even top four or five most years, but there's just kind of that middle of the pack right now. And uh, we haven't quite, you know, separated ourselves from that pack, um, you know, really just, you know, based on maybe our, our winning, not our winning percentage, but who we beat, you know, we've won 12 games, but, you know, we really haven't, you know, beat maybe a team above us in the standings yet. And then that's one thing we've challenged our guys is, you know, we've taken care of business. You've beaten teams, you know, you should, right? The ones that are below you. Now you got to step up and beat somebody, you know, that's above you. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I look at some of your games, you go, hey, um, you played Mitchell and competitive, hey, couldn't couldn't get them. I, I look at you, say, Sioux Falls Jefferson, Roosevelt, some of the, some of these games where you're you're right in the mix against some of these teams. Are there a couple of games you're going, hey, we we want a couple of these back. Um, you've won some games, but can you beat some of the top Double A teams? Well, I mean, I think the the jury the jury is maybe still out on that, and that's what I've challenged our guys to do. You know, is to you know prove that we can. I mean, I, I've seen glimpses. You know, I thought Gorman were really good, and, and yeah. you know that was one game I could kind of point to to say, hey, that's the team that can really compete for a state title. But just the consistency part of it, we really haven't shown, you know, as individuals, you know, in turn as a team. Um, but, you know, there's glimpses there, and, and if we can get to that point consistently, I, I have no doubt we can compete with anybody. But, you know, can we get there and then – you know, as a as a coach, I, I've got to do a better job of, of trying to get you know our guys all ready and 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 playing at their best all at the same time. Chris Davener on tonight, Rapid City Stevens boys basketball coach, wrapping up the regular season this weekend. Washington and Lincoln coming to town. How tough has it been going on the road as much as you have? I talked to TJ Hay last night. Said, man, we've made a lot of trips back there. It's been a challenging on the road season. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know if it's different than any other year. Is that right? I thought it looked a little more. Our gir- our girls went five overnight, so I-, I guess I can't complain to Coach Dan and Brink. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I-, I mean, nobody does does it more than us. And you know, I I tell people it's it's almost like a college schedule as far as the, the travel goes. You know, if I just go back to my college days, you know, I don't know if we did four overnight. So, um, you know, unfortunately, says I mean, geography that's where we're at. But yeah, I think it's you know it's obviously not not an excuse you know we've got to get better we've got to play better but you know when you go on four of them and you're you're, you're sleeping in a hotel room you're getting up at 8 a.m varsity guys sitting there for five hours at a gym before they play i mean that's you know that's that's not conducive to, to maybe playing your best game but you know at the end of the day if we want to win a state title you got to do it three days you know you, you gotta this year sleep in a hotel room so you know i the travel, yes. I mean, if there's, we could find ways in the future, maybe to to cut down on some of that, to, to you know help give our kids maybe um, an added advantage where we're not traveling so much. Um, there might be opportunity for that, but that's kind of where we're at. And and you know, and it, for us, it's it's we got to continue to get better um, every single day. Not worry about maybe that sort of stuff. And and now we're home this weekend where we played you know pretty well this year. Um, so there's really no excuses. Let me ask you about one of the future um, road trips that you don't have to take. Uh, your AD said you guys are going to play girls, boys, Rapid City Christian next February. So a month from now, you're going to play Rapid City Christian here in town. What do you think about putting them on the schedule? Yeah, I mean, I think it makes sense. And, you know, I think with the Campbell County situation, 
Um, I think they're they're picking up some teams in Wyoming, and we had an open spot. It made, it made sense, obviously, to get somebody local. And I think you know next year, if I look at the schedule, I think it, it, we might even have 12, 12 home games, eight eight road games. So you know, obviously, if we get a little. Uh, well, this year I think it's nine eleven the other way. Next year we're going to get a little more you know home court advantage as far as that goes. So just yeah, it made sense, and obviously they're going to be a, on the boys' side a, a quality opponent. Um, with with all the guys they have back, and uh, so it just really did make sense for us to do that. Okay, let me ask you, um, this is my question of the day, Coach. You have a long history. You played great high school player, played college. Um, I'm looking at crowds, and there's a high school coach, Eric Denning, back at Mount Vernon Plankton, and he said, crowds have gone down. I, I go to games. They're, they're not like they used to be. Why do you think that is? What do you say about it? Well, I think, I mean, probably number one, you know, we, we maybe haven't been up to standard the last, you know, three or four years. And then, you know, I mean, obviously you, when you put a winning product out there, I think you'll get more fans. But, you know, I think you believe that you think so, winning will, so, you think winning can juice it up. I think so. I mean, you know, if, if we're, you know, I, I think you look back to not that Central Stevens is really ever probably, you know, where there's not a very good crowd, but we were one and two and that place was just packed. Was, yes. You know, yes. It, it was it was a great environment, and I think if you can you know win, breeding success breeds success, and it, it breeds people that want to you know continue to come out and watch you play. Um, I don't think that's you know that's the only only reason. Um, you know I was going to get to that. I mean, there's just so many more things going on. Um, heck, I'm I'm probably the biggest culprit, and is I don't even I don't go watch other other games. You know, I get done practice, I go home and I watch on on YouTube, you know, right, and, and right. I can watch there. I can the convenience, my, right? My chair. Correct. Correct. And sit in my chair and, and I can, I can see the game as good as if I go to it and, and that type of thing. But, um, I just, like I said, I think there's, you know, the convenience, that's a big one. I mean, I don't know how many years, um, games have been streamed, but like I said, as a coach, you used to have to go, you had to go watch them physically to, to watch scout those types of things. And, and now you don't have to, but, um, I think, like I said, those, those factors probably play key into maybe smaller crowds. Um, you know, I don't think, you know, Friday nights, I think this year, have been pretty well attended. Yeah, you know, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, Saturday's always kind of, you know, that afternoon game is a little down as far as, as attendance goes. But, um, yeah, Nate, I think it's just a combination of things I just talked about. I'll tell you, I hope we can get a big one this weekend, wrapping up the regular season. Washington. Um, Lincoln coming to town. We'll have Stevens, Washington, girls, boys, doubleheader coming up on Fox Sports Rapid City. And, of course, that game next year, that Rapid City Christian, games like that, I hope we can uh, pack the place. Chris Dabner on tonight. Rapid City Stevens boys need some Ws as they get set for the Sodak 16 setup, finishing out the season. Coach, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Nate, I appreciate you for having me and everything you do for West River Sports. I appreciate it. Chris Stabner on tonight, Stevens Boys basketball coach. I said they've got a good season going. I, I looked at this team going, these guys are quite a bit better than uh, obviously last year. So they're right in the mix. Can they get a home game and then you get into that state double-A field? I think it's up for grabs. I think the state double-A is up for grabs. I know Mitchell's a hard team. Mitchell, they're telling me Mitchell's really good. I watched Mitchell last year. Good team, right? Stayed in, played in the state championship. Lost, lost some guys. Some guys back. 
Um, so Mitchell's revived that program. Mitchell's a team. Harrisburg's a team. Um, some of the Sioux Falls schools are in the mix. Look out for this weekend. Can the Raiders get it done? Washington, Lincoln coming into town. Raiders need a win. Trying to get a Sodak 16 game at home. And the Raider boys, a team to watch. State AA, I think, is, is a little up for grabs if you can get in the mix. First things first. Tuesday night show, that's it. In the books on Fox Sports Rapid City. Remember, the Nate Brown Show podcast is going up right now, as a matter of fact. You can download it where you find your podcast. And on the way next, The Odd Couple on KIMM Rapid City, Fox Sports. See ya.